Good morning, Stone Village, and happy first Sunday of Advent. I hope that all of you are safe and well in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. God with us in this time set apart in the quiet and stillness. May we draw nearer to you and to one another. May your word inspire our lives to act with courage and conviction, to birth new possibilities of peace and mercy into this world. This we pray in the name of the Christ child. Amen. The reading today is from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> At some point in each of our lives, we have known ourselves to be displaced people. Now, we often consider displaced people to be those who have been affected by war, persecution, or natural disasters, forced to leave their homes. Whether they are refugees of a war or the victims of a natural disaster, their lives have been uprooted. However, displacement is more than a change in location or the loss of one's physical home. It's also about the inner geography of one's life. I wonder, have you ever felt out of place or felt you were not in a good place? Have you ever felt like your life was untethered, as though you were uprooted? Then you've experienced some form of displacement. Have you ever felt disconnected in your marriage, your family, or your friendships? That's displacement too. Have you ever felt your beliefs, values, or worldview no longer fit or sustained you? Yep, displacement. Have you ever felt homeless even though you have a home? Have you ever felt as if you did not belong or fit in? Additional forms of displacement. Are you always looking for the next thing to fix your life? Do you live within the as soon as illusion? You know, the illusion that as soon as this happens or that changes, then all will be well? further signs of displacement. The poet Mary Oliver wrote, I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. I understand her sentiment. I suspect you do too. I don't imagine anyone wants to live a just passing through kind of life. Every one of us wants to be a placed and rooted person. So let me ask you this. In what ways t 
today are you living as a displaced person? In what parts of your life do you feel uprooted and disconnected? Comfort, oh comfort my people, are God's words to displaced people. Isaiah first spoke those words to people exiled in Babylon, people whose lives had been uprooted and disconnected. Those same words come to the displaced people of God today, you and me. In some ways, those prophetic words are always directed to displaced people. And we long to hear those words of comfort. I believe, more than anything else, though, we want to find our place in the world. But if you listen to John the Baptist in today's gospel, the way home, the way of becoming a placed people, is always through the wilderness. There is no way around the wilderness. You can only go through it. Oftentimes, I believe we have an image of the wilderness as empty, barren, dangerous, and desolate. A place of demons and temptations. A place where the best you can hope for is survival. But what if we are wrong? What if the wilderness is really a place of life, a place of hope, a place of connectedness, a place of finding ourselves, and a place of belonging? According to Mark's gospel, the wilderness is much more than a testing ground for God's people or a place of exile. The Spirit drives Jesus into the wilderness after his baptism, and yes, he faces temptation. But the wilderness is also the place where the angels await and care for him. Further within Mark's gospel, Jesus often went to the wilderness by himself to pray, to encounter God. The wilderness, then, is a place of connection to the sacred, the divine. It is also a place of rest. If you recall, the wilderness is where Jesus took his disciples, a desolate place, to find peace and renewal. And it's also in the wilderness that Jesus fed the multitudes, not just once, but twice. The first time a few hundred people, the second time a few thousand people. And so, if we think the wilderness is this place of emptiness and barrenness, a place bereft of life, a place absent of hope, a place of hunger and abandonment, then we have misunderstood and forgotten it is a place of prayer, a place of connection, a place of rest, a place of healing, a place of feeding. The wilderness, it seems, is the place where we begin to become a placed people. And isn't this what we want? Rootedness and connection. I think this is what the people of Jerusalem and the whole Judean countryside understood. They leave the city and they leave their homes in the countryside and they go to the wilderness. You see, they too are a displaced people. They are not, however, displaced because they leave Jerusalem and the Judean countryside. No, they leave because they are already living displaced lives in the city and the countryside. Their movement to the wilderness 
was not the cause of their displacement, but a symptom of their disconnected lives. They knew something was amiss in their lives. And so something about John's voice, something about his message, something about the wilderness said to them, called to them, there is more for you than you have now. There is a place for you, but you will only find it in the wilderness. You know the wilderness. You know of what John speaks. I know the wilderness. I have traveled through it many times. I lived in it for the first two years of Stone Village's life as an abstract idea on paper, which slowly became a living reality in the world. I left behind all I knew, all the comfort and safety and stasis of King Avenue, found myself and others displaced, sitting in a circle within Global Gallery, <laughs> wondering, what have I done? What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> and yet, knowing deep in my spirit, it was exactly where I, where we, needed to be. Of course, I didn't know what the future held, and it frightened me. But I knew I couldn't go back. Back to what was known, to what was easy and safe. The promise of new life was in the wilderness, in the journey forward. Every moment and movement to the wilderness, this place of prayer, this place of rest, this place of feeding, this place of sacred connection, is an act of repentance, a recalibration of one's life. It changes you, reshapes you, aligns your self-sufficient life with God's life. However, if you've misunderstood the wilderness, then you've probably also misunderstood John the Baptist in the repentance to which he calls us. Too often, I believe, we hear John's call for repentance as a legalistic, moralistic, behavior-based, turn-or-burn kind of repentance. But I don't think this is what he's saying or asking of us. I believe John's call for repentance is a movement of becoming, from being displaced to being placed, a move from being a visitor in your life to becoming a resident in your life. Of course, you have to leave behind what is known for the unknown. The wilderness always holds the promise of the one who is more powerful. And if there's anything displaced people need, it is the one because we live with the illusion and fear that whoever or whatever has displaced and uprooted us is the most powerful thing in our life. But John says, no. No, that's not true. You come to the wilderness and you will find the one who is more powerful, waiting to guide you through this journey of becoming. And so I wonder, what would it mean for you to heed the call of John the Baptist? What do you need to leave behind? What stasis is stifling your life's becoming? 
What's the wilderness you need to travel through? You know. And if you think you don't know, I tell you to look again. You know. Today we have entered the season of Advent, a season of anticipation and preparation for the coming of the Christ child. And although we may be tempted to believe Advent is simply about getting us to Christmas morning, it's actually about preparing us for a new way of life, a new way of becoming and being in the world. Of course, you are the one who must decide whether you will stay behind or move forward in your life. It is your choice. A voice is heard in the wilderness, and it's calling out to you. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope you have a wonderful uh, Sunday. And as a reminder, next Sunday, uh, December 10th, is the children's Christmas concert. Uh, at Stone Village. So there is no formal worship service next Sunday, no sermon next Sunday. Uh, but I do hope that you will come and support the children uh, in their Christmas concert uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye.